Welcome, guys. It is, uh, what is that, May 15th, May 18th? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Uh, this is the first time Caleb and I have done an episode of People Are Terrible in quite a while, but we're excited to be bringing it to you from Zoom. Uh, as you can see, the format's changed up a little bit. The people are still the same. Caleb, this is the first time you've been able to see me on a podcast, I think, ever. I know. It's, it's been like... Were even people are terrible the last time we actually had a face-to-face podcast or was it just still doing like guest spots on movies are terrible? I think it was. I think it was. I think it has literally been over two years. Yeah. That's fucking crazy to me. It is, man. (laughs) For someone who I talk to like pretty much, you know, once a week, except for until quarantine, that's kind of fuck things up. Talk on the, talk on the video, talk on like actual phone and all that stuff. Once a week, we text. Yeah. We text. Yeah, we man. text about movies and what we're watching pretty much. We do. We do. Uh, what we haven't texted about, and I, I was actually going to ask you about it ahead of time, and this is just too good of a fucking conversation to avoid because there's not a lot going on right now. However, Takashi 69 got out of jail because, uh, because of coronavirus, I think, and he ended up getting out and he released a song called Gooba the very fucking next day or something like that. Like really, really shortly afterwards. I don't have all the facts. I'm not a big, big six, nine guy, but what do you think, man? I haven't heard the song, but you know, I mean, good for him, I guess. I don't really, he's one of those guys I just could care less about. (laughs) (laughs) Have you liked any of his stuff? I mean, I've heard that one song where it's like clap, 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 whatever, something. And that's like the only song I've ever. Yeah, that's the whole dude. That's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. Don't like his look. Don't like his his style. Um, however, this song broke the biggest um, YouTuber of all time. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it doesn't shock me. I mean, he is by definition a social media rapper. Yeah. Uh, right now, a week later, 186 million views crazy crazy insane, dude and it's like it just again proves that there's no correlation between talent or skill and popularity right no it's all marketing i mean that's where that guy's smart he's like the conor mcgregor of rap if that makes sense like it's his mouth that made him a superstar 100 percent, dude a hundred percent we've got this technology let's fuck with it hold up I, we can't really listen to the song. I'll kind of mute it periodically, but just look at this video. This is just such reductive shit. Let's see. Uh, very, very typical of what you would think. Six. Can you see it? Yeah. I tell yeah, cause... Don't dick ride, don't dick ride. Leave it to the double thick thighs with sis. So that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what I picture it to be. Him screaming. It's weird because when you see him, like, the first time I saw because I saw him way before I heard him. Uh-huh. And then I heard his music, and it was not what I anticipated. What were you, by his look, what were you thinking? A lot more poppy. It's very, like, gutter music, you know? It's, like, gully as fuck. It's, like, street music, and I was not expecting that. 
Um, you know, I feel like little John really did, um, man, and I don't know, that's my mainstream ass contribution to the conversation, but I feel like little John made it acceptable to like yell on verses and not really, really rap. Cause I would agree. That's kind of what he does. You know, he just kind of yells, but it's not, it's borderline. He yells so much. It's like borderline screamo ICP. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like it's not what I thought he would be. I thought he would be much more like little Uzi vert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. About, about the rest of the stuff that comes attached to this. I think a lot of people were just kind of rubbernecking. Like you see a car crash or a fucking, you know, five car pile up and you can't help, but look, I think everybody wanted to know what his comeback was going to look like because he turned into a meme over the past two years or whatever. I think he's always been a meme. I think he, he leaned into being a meme. Yeah. Back to your, he's, he's a troll, right? Yeah. Like he's, have you, there's a funny thing on YouTube. Um, it's a guy who does voice impressions. It's Takeshi six, nine talking to Donald Trump over the phone. Uh huh. And it's brilliant. It's as funny as you think it would be. So he does both voices. Yeah. And like recorded them, him talking on the phone about where he calls Donald Trump to be an informant. And he's like, give me anything you have on Obama. And he just starts like making up stuff. <laughs> uh so okay what about the whole like um him being a rat thing i don't know how much you know about the whole situation where do you where do you kind of weigh in on all that i don't know much about it but i do i agree i did see the little snippet of somebody sent me where he's like oh everyone wants to talk about street code but then you know where was your loyalty when you were sleeping with my baby mom when was your loyalty and that's that's how i feel about all that shit like all these dudes are like, oh no, snitching, no, it's all loyalty. And I'm like, bro, I, I grew up around street cats. Ain't no fucking loyalty among 90% of those people. It's the same shit they say about the mafia and the mob and stuff. And it's like, it's always the fucking people's brother or son or whatever that shoot them dead. It's like, that's not, that's not loyalty. That is something completely different. I've known people who've been murdered by their like cousins and shit who like they grew up together with. Yeah. You know, like, Right. But if, if someone snitch on it, they'd be like, that's crossing the line. You're like, shooting your cousin wasn't crossing the line? Talking to the cops was? Yeah, right. Or, or you know, even like people like me weighing in on him, being like, Takashi 6 nines a snitch. And I'm not saying I did that, but it's like, how, how ridiculous is it that like all these kids from the suburbs talking about what the street code is and it's like bro if you were facing 45 years you wouldn't have been fucking with these people in the first place but if you were facing 45 years in jail why would we say that because he's a rapper fuck his rest of his entire life and livelihood he's got to stick to some street code you know yeah i no, i don't blame him at all it's it's one of those things that you see all these kids from the verbs yeah oh man what a rat i'm like I'm sorry. And you know how I grew up. Like I've seen people murdered. I've seen all that shit. Unless you've seen all that, I don't want to even hear people weighing. Cause I'm like, dude, Oh, I would never do that. You've been in like one fight your entire life. Yeah. I'm sure you would never do that. Cause you'd never be in that situation. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm not a fan. I've never really liked anything he's done. I, I, you know, I'm a person who is like real big into bars. And when you rhyme dumb with dumb, four times in the same verse i can't get with it dude see i like some dumb rap like as long as it sounds really good like even that song panda i thought panda was an excellent song everything else <laughs> that he did right is horrible song. yeah that's an all right song 
but like it's it's a sound like i'm all for because sometimes i feel like you get those people who are too caught up in lyrics and they're like man he got bars i'm like well then he should write poetry because he sounds like shit <laughs> yeah yeah uh but see but that's what to me that's what hip-hop is but it's got to be more than that like i feel like also when i was talking about little john like three six mafia really opened the door for that trap music with the 16th beat uh on the love triple six man yeah dude it, the shit the shit rides you know but it's really less about the the bars and way more about just the the big ass beats you know yeah and and that's the thing is like i'm there are plenty of rappers who can spit who they're like you listen to their bars and you're like that's really not that great you know and the whole thing so i have this weird thing about like when people say people have great bars a lot of the times i hear it and they're like oh that's dumb i'm like that's dumb as shit yeah, like you like that, like like people saying Lil Wayne's tougher than Nigerian hair. I'm like, bro, that's that's dumb. Yeah. And people are like that's so hard. I'm like, it's not hard, bro. What is that thing that he does? Is it similes? Is that the big thing that he does? I don't even remember. I mean, does he even still making music? I don't know, dude. I know that for the last like fuck, it's it's been a long time now. For like his past ten albums, he hasn't written anything. He just goes into the fucking booth and just start saying stuff. And that might be impressive to some people, but I'm like, nah, dude. That'd be impressive if he had like dope bars, but he has those like, <laughs> he has those idiot bars that people think. Yeah. So if someone has enough hype around them, they can say the dumbest shit and everyone in the hood's like, oh, did you hear what he said? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I heard. He said what he said, he has a menstrual bleed onto the, his mind pad or something in one song. I'm like, <laughs> people are like, dope. I'm like, dude, it's not. It's always like, uh, like. I'm gonna pull up some lyrics from Lil Wayne. Please do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always like, uh, I don't know, man. Some like, fuck, I lost it, dude. I can't do it. But it, it's, I think there's similes or metaphors where it'll be like, I'm, I'm, uh, moving so fast, I'm like a fucking race car or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so that I'm like this other thing, and there's like all these comparisons, and that's kind of his whole his whole shtick but uh so here's here's like i remember amelie people were like saying that that song had bars uh -huh. let me do the opening of amelie i'm a millionaire a young money millionaire tougher than nigerian hair my criteria compared to your career just isn't fair i'm a venereal disease like a menstrual bleed through the pencil and leak on the sheet of the tablet in my mind <laughs> sorry those aren't bars uh, dude, I don't think that menstruation is a venereal disease, but that's all right. He doesn't quite understand it. No, that's not how the anatomy works, dude. Good try. Um, well, well, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, dude. Uh, all right. I don't know what made me do it. I went and revisited. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this like a fucking year ago. I went and revisited uh, Kill Shot and, uh, and uh, MGK? MGK song. And dude. I'm telling you, we should bring up the lyrics right now. It, this is going to bore the fuck out of people because it's not even relevant anymore. But it's not, and it's not even anything we normally talk about. No, we haven't talked about rap music in like, I don't know, it's been a while. What's the name okay. of that song? Which one, Kill Shot or the other? The other one, the MGK song. Um, rap Devil? Rap Devil. I still, I still do agree that Rap Devil has got the better hooks. I feel like it's got the better beat. It's got like almost a better vibe to it, but and it's the, 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 the thing about being able to respond to a diss means you get to go in there and dissect every single bar that he said 
we're not gonna we didn't gotta do it but um when i went back and listened to it i'm like oh my god he like addresses every single thing and then says some like super clever shit about it eminem's another one of those dudes he's another little wayne says cornball shit that people no, think's hard no wrong i mean he's a rapper that's about the extent of the relationship the same I'm just dude i think he you sound like a bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up when your fans become your haters. You done. Fuck your beard's weird. All right. You yelling at the mic, your weird beard. We done this once. Your beard's weird. Why are you yelling at the mic? Like That's that's not see, that's not that's not his bars though. Remember, that's just like the little voice That's a that's a oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, here I'll just pick up anywhere randomly in the song. Okay. Go. Let's see. Um, okay. You ain't never made a list next to no Biggie, no Jay, next to Taylor Swift, no Iggy Ho. You ain't about to really blow. Kelly, they'll be putting your name next to Jaw, next to Benzito. Die, motherfucker. Like the last motherfucker saying Haley name in vain. Alien brain. You Satanist. My biggest flops are your greatest hits. You Satanist my because the song's rap devil. All right, thank you. <laughs> That's my contribution. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he's one of those ones, like, I feel like, he has such a diehard fan base. He's hit that point of legend status where he can say whatever. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I let's see. Hold up. Let me find something good in here. God, there's so many fucking lyrics. Because to me, he's one of those people. Also, too, there's two types of people who lyrics. There's people who can tell a story and people who can just say clever stuff. Eminem is, can tell stories, and I actually don't mind Eminem when he tells a story. When he says clever stuff, I really hate it. I would say Rap Devil, he told a story. He told you what happened. Hey, this is what That's happened. a fair point. This dude is a bitch for these reasons. Here are my receipts. And what's his name's like? Hey, I can't really argue that I'm a bitch because, like, you brought all your receipts. So I'm going to respond to what you said in a clever way. I really like when he says, are you eating cereal or oatmeal? What the fuck's in the bowl? Milk, Wheaties, or Cheerios? Because I'm taking a shit in them, Kelly. I need reading material, dictionary. And the reason why he says that is because uh, MGK says, uh, we know you're the greatest rapper alive. It's because you sit in the uh, house in dictionary or something. You stay inside, yeah. Uh, which is, it's, it's accurate. But dude, I'm just, I don't know, man. I feel like... Uh, I feel like he had a chance to get in there, but I do also hear what you're saying. Like, I feel like Lil Wayne is one of those guys that like says stuff, but is never telling a story. Yes. And I don't like anything like that. Like, that's just not, I don't know. Cause I've done that type of music. Like I've totally done the not say shit. It's so easy, you know? Yeah. And it's just I, like, I'll, I've done it just like freestyles. And it's easy. Here's the, the part of I would say that is better than anything from a so songwriting perspective in Rap Devil than Kill Shot Hat. All right, let's hear it. Um, he goes, how could you look up to me? You ain't even as tall as me. He goes, I'm 5'8". Uh, you 5'8". I'm 6'4". You seven punches. Hold your head still. Last time you saw 8 Mile was on a whole amount of treadmill. That 5678 What is, is that? dope writing. It's just because he, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't quite understand that. But then at the beginning, he says, uh, I'm sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching 8 Mile on my Nordic track. Realized I forgot to call you back. Here's, your, uh, here's the autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on my starter cap. But that's because he had an opportunity to take what MGK said and then respond directly to that. 
Did you hear any of his new? Because he dropped a new album, didn't he? Not MGK. Well, MGK did too, but um, Eminem. I haven't heard any of his new stuff. I listened to like a few seconds of that Godzilla. The, the song has got a really weird flow at the beginning. I could swallow a bottle of alcohol than I, but dude, the very last fucking verse in that song is insane. But if you're not impressed by putting a whole lot of lyrics into a little bit of time, you're not going to care about it. But it's so fast, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, fast rapping. I'm a, like, I I respect it. Um, like Twista was dope and all that. It's like I, that I acknowledge takes an incredible amount of skill, but I don't think it always sounds the best. Sure. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's dope. I don't really want to listen to it. Sure. All right. What what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> so now we've got that we talked about a year old rap, what two year old rap beat. Uh, it started with uh, Takashi Six Nine. That was that's as relevant as I get, man. I don't keep up with this shit anymore. Who's a good rapper I should be listening to? Uh, Sunreal's pretty dope. Okay. Um, Tom McDonald, I love Tom McDonald because uh-huh. he actually has something to say. Um, I love Mad Child. Um, I'm I'm so out of the loop anymore though. Like I don't <laughs> listen to, to a lot of music. So, all right, let's talk about something relevant. This is something the YouTubers are going to care deeply about this. Look, Jeffree Star and uh, what's the other one? James Charles. Jeffree Star and James Charles have you cornered at a party and you've got to let one of them suck your dick. (laughs) I I know who Jeffree Star is. Who's the other one? Uh, James Charles. Here, I'll bring him up. Charles. Because Jeffree Star is terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> he is fucking scary looking dude james charles is pretty freaking terrifying too see i don't know man i think james charles is kind of attractive james charles has that like typical like every instagram bimbo look yeah yeah that's a good point like he legitimately looks like a chick though in this picture if you can see the picture oh no you can't i can't yeah but i'm trying to bring it up on my side because yeah there's something <laughs> i was like if i if someone like showed me a picture of that i'd be like that's a pretty woman yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. one participant can share at a time whatever dude i just want to share this okay here we go james charles where you at where you at boy uh yeah i don't know he's a mess that one the smiling the James Charles shares something. It's like a selfie. Which one? Oh, right here? Yeah, like that one. If you showed me that picture, I'd be like, oh, that's just a pretty chick. Yeah, dude, 100%. And Jeffree Star looks like something crawled out of hell. You know dude, what I mean? Jeffree Star terrifies the living shit out of me. <laughs> like, actually scares me. I'm trying to get some drama going on this fucking channel. Like, Notice good on these dudes because they're both making money, aren't they? Like, crazy? Oh, yeah, dude. Good on that, man. Hell yeah. I don't care. Mm. Yeah, do your thing. It is weird, though, that I cannot think of a female beauty guru that's anywhere near as popular as those two. I'm sure they're out there. I, I didn't even know that guy's name, but I've seen him before. The second one. And then Jeffree Star, I've heard of. But yeah. The whole, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a dude who doesn't wear makeup, but like the whole beauty guru thing is like weird as shit to me to watch other people do their makeup but we watch other people who talk about stuff like phil defranco he'll talk about either of them but i can't really think of uh maybe who is zuella she's a gamer or some shit no idea who zuella is man you got to really step it up with your bullshit youtuber drama dude i've been so like weird about like i unsubscribed from so much stuff this over this last week Uh, what, what was your reasoning for doing that 
pretty much anything politics or coronavirus, I unsubscribe from it all. Left, right, center, all of it. So how do, what do we do moving forward to make, because, you know, maybe we can talk about hip hop. I'm sure that, I'm sure that we look like the two <laughs> leading voices. It's like, could, yeah, we could listen to Sway in the morning or we can listen to Jeremy and Caleb talk about two-year-old rap song. But dude, I am fucking with you, bro. And that's the reason why I ask is like, I think both of us, it's just too much. It gets to be where it's, it's coming from both sides so fast and so furious. And eventually it's just like, nobody's fucking saying anything new. It's just like, this is who I am and I'm posturing so that my team knows that I'm fucking ride or die for them. And both sides do it. And it's like, you're not even, you're just saying what other motherfuckers are saying. It's the exact, it's and everything so predictable right now yeah. like everything is like exactly what you would expect. like you can tell me what someone's stance like where they're at on the political spectrum and i'll tell you their opinion on what they're going to talk about it literally would be just as easily as saying republican and then you being like democrat and us walking away like okay i i know everything about right. it now great and in fact i was actually telling my wife i don't even want to call myself conservative anymore like uh-huh. i did that point i'm no. over it like i've kind of walked away from the conservatives i'm like i'm done I was going off about it to Victoria yesterday, you know, and she was kind of like, it's like the, the conservatives are the new counterculture. And I'm like, you know, they've always been like small, small government. Like if anything, it's the liberals that are kind of establishment, but I guess it really depends on what political office is in power at the time because it goes back and forth. Yeah. Like all the governments are, all the Republicans are small, are small government until conservatives in. Just like I always say, I always say this thing, when people talk about guns or budget, when Democrats call, talk about guns, I'm like, they're never going to do anything because every time they have all the power, they never do anything. Yep. They use this to rile up their base to get votes, just like Republicans use deficit. And then when they have the power to cut the deficit, they never do it. And it's just the point. It's so ridiculous, dude. Victoria didn't know. It's, it's, it's fine. But Victoria, she, what happened is she saw the Elon Musk red pill thing what was that i didn't even see i just saw i saw a headline and i didn't even read it elon musk said take the red pill and then ivanka trump came out and tweeted i took the red pill and then fucking whatever wachowski like i don't fucking know what their names are anymore one of the wachowski siblings fucking said fuck you and i was just like well that's really uh bringing a lot to the conversation all of you guys wow you're fucking blowing my mind because what happened is elon musk has been getting shit about taxes and about fucking getting his employees back over in california so he's talking about moving out of state so he's gone hardcore fucking and i'm not saying he's he's right wing now but this shit has pushed him way right and you've been watching the joe rogan experience lately no i've even kind of stepped back from that it's fucking annoying dude because joe rogan has turned into a fucking he's just so that coronavirus is is a media hype thing which it maybe there is there is validity oh, to there that. is validity to that to an extent yeah yeah 100 percent. but he's like you know they're writing all these rules telling us what to do it's fucking stupid they treat us like we're blah 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 and i'm like joe rogan this is this wasn't written for the most wealthy, privileged people who can get fucking 400 coronavirus tests every time they need one and have a sauna and fucking DMT and all the other shit. It's like, it's written for the lowest common denominator. It's written for the idiots out there. It doesn't really, it's for everybody, but they have to write it in such layman's terms that any idiot can understand it. 
So it's not that they're patronizing us. They just don't speak, think very highly of the general public because let's be honest, they're fucking idiots. Well, and that's kind of why I felt like I've kind of wanted to step away from conservative and not even call myself that is because of what the um, conservatives are being with the it's fake news thing. I do think the media is absolutely hyping this up. But I do think also, if someone says the economy doesn't matter on the left, they're selling you something. If someone on the right says the virus is fake, they're selling you something. Yeah. The virus is very real. The economy very much matters. Those both are true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the long and the short of it is we've come to this, this place where it's like the other side is the enemy. We've already identified mm -hmm. you as the enemy. So the only thing left to do is to fight you, is to battle you. And that's the fucking problem with the two-party system in the first place is once you're looking at fellow Americans like they're the fucking problem, that's the fucking problem. It's these assholes making policies are the fucking problem, you know? They all well, suck. It's all to sell media click and everything. Yeah. No one wants to talk about because it's not sexy to be like, hey, you know, like the coronavirus talk, it's not as sexy to be like, you know what? Yeah, there's there this is real this is a major thing we need to talk about the economy versus human life where that balance is where's the tipping point where the economy will actually kill more people because that's a reality that people don't want to talk about you know what was the un talking about biblical starvation levels the un came out like, i hear that yeah they're, they're talking because of shutdowns the un said 130 million people worldwide are going to starve predicted that's which is insane so that's why i hear people saying the economy doesn't matter i'm like well they're lying to you the economy does matter even if we're just talking from a human life standpoint it does matter but then i hear all i hear all the people on quote unquote my side which makes me go they're like totally virus deniers they're like it's not that big of a deal and i take it as a personal thing because i have to listen to stories of my wife telling me stories about how people crying and saying that they don't want to die and you know what can you save me save me and there's nothing she can do and she puts her life literally at risk which also puts my life literally at risk and our, and our, our kids and then so when i have people people i personally know who know my wife you know family members who are like oh it's just fake this is this like it's it's so i i do take it personally i'm like it's maybe fake for you because it's not in your direct circle right but it, it's very real in my life like way more real and then when they talk about well it's only the sick and the old well, i had cancer last year so my life doesn't matter you know well, statistically it's mostly old people that get cancer so if you're an outlier fuck you you know what i mean that, and that's the problem with this whole thing and joe rogan was very much perpetuating him and brendan schwab or brendan oh. schwab are perpetuating this idea that if your immune system is tight, if you're taking care of yourself and eating 6,000 fucking vitamin supplements every week and you're an MMA fighter, you're going to be fine. And it's like, bro, most people just got to go to fucking work. Give them a break. Everybody well, can't do that. It's funny. I love Brendan Schaub's MMA podcast below the belt. Like I'll plug it. It's great. But he's been on coronavirus talk. And so I literally like skip the first like 20 minutes of his show every time now because it's all bro science too. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. And and anecdotal evidence. It's like mm -hmm. just because the person you talked to said this doesn't mean there's not somebody else somewhere else saying something completely contrary to that because that's what people don't understand is like there are tests that doctors run, but it's not like a computer in a car where you hook it up to some diagnostics machine and it can tell you exactly what's fucked up. They can get within a certain kind of like it could be this, this or this, but they can't 
always pinpoint exactly what it is. And that guy, Michael Cho, that came on the Joe Rogan experience, like seemed like a healthy dude. He wasn't an elderly person. He wasn't immunocompromised. He didn't yeah. fit the bill uh, that, that, confirms this narrative and it, it just it it just i'm fucking so over it dude i don't know what to do anymore and i've seen so many people that are like if you don't vote for joe biden fuck you you're voting for trump and it's like no you're just not voting for anybody well i told you a while ago that i was like um if bernie won i would vote for uh trump and then if Biden wins, I'd have to think about it. But I probably would still vote for Trump. Now I'm officially not voting. No. I, I, like, I'm, I'm out. I'm just out. And with that said, I'm not suggesting that you guys fucking do what I do. I've just got my own set of morals and principles, and those are the things that guide me. And I don't want to fucking vote in a fixed game. It's not like the popular vote even fucking matters anymore. Well, and I'm just like, there's things that, yeah, I'm all for small government. I'm all for that. But government is okay being big with national security. And it, this is national security right now. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so I'm like, Republicans who are typically okay with big government, you know, um, big, oh, excuse me, big military uh, powers yes. um, for protection. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, but on our old soil, essentially to me, that would be like, we have foreign invaders on our soil. And, the, and people are like, hey, don't send the military in. Like, yeah, it's an overbreach of, of what's it called. And I do think there have been some power grabs. Not saying that. Absolutely. There's, there's extremes. But I don't know, the whole conspiratorial. Remember when the left used to be the conspiratorial nut jobs? Like, it was always the left wing crazy. Now it's the right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. I'm over it, man. I, I can't. Like, to the point where I'm like, I can't call myself a conservative anymore if this is what they stand for. No. I, yeah, I don't want to identify as that anymore either. I was thinking, and it wasn't about politics specifically. What was it? It was, um, oh, just, like, whether it's gender preferences or actually the, the, the more specifically the story was I have a friend who is trying to overcome substance abuse. She was... Mm -hmm doing meth for quite a while. I, I didn't even know she must be pretty high functioning, but she's trying to get off of it. She went and confided in a friend and the friend said something along the lines of, Oh, you're the first, you know, drug addict that I've ever met that was like high functioning. And maybe it is the liberal in me. Maybe it's that it speaks kind of to my personal experience and people that I've known in my life. But like, I feel like we're all so much more than, than our uh, political ideology or our gender preference or mm -hmm. the, the mistakes that we make. It's like, it's all just small parts of something much more complicated and nuanced and all of that like who we are is a lot of different things and that's why i don't necessarily like putting myself in a box of this is how i identify because it's it's just a small fucking part of a much bigger picture you know it's yeah like if your politics are the, the, your main defining feature about you man you need a fucking hobby i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of politics and people being extreme i know you probably saw it post on instagram but the funniest Am amazon review ever for a product was that when i texted you the first part of for um a show i've been watching called oh, vampire yeah, hotel yeah, the movie review yeah so okay. this was on amazon 
Um, and because I'm watching, because it's a Prime original, so I went to the thing. And this guy, speaking of like letting your politics define you, so no spoilers, Vampire Hotel is excellent, but it's bizarre, crazy Japanese nonsense live action about vampires and Yakuza in a vampire hotel, essentially. It's, it's I love it. Like nine out of 10 would recommend it to people like you who like, like campy B movie, excessive violence. Yeah. It's a weird thing though. This guy, I got to read a bit of this review. The head of t- the title of this review is watch only if you're a confirmed stoner, because those who made this series are stoners. Um, here they says this this series is only for the seriously deranged stoners antifa members and other <laughs> confirmed psychopaths and sociopaths <laughs> first of all i'm like what what like how, how did you make this political you know and then he goes um the producers directors Scriptwriters were all on serious drugs when they produced, directed, and filmed the series. There's simply no other rational explanation for what I just watched. And I watched the entire season, despite wanting to quit after episode two. It goes on for like four pages. I won't read it all. But it's just... Trolling? No. Like, they are literally just like furious about this. They give it like a half star. Okay. So, you've seen it, and no spoilers. Generally, thematically... Is the reason why he's saying that they're Antifa and stoners because they're not white? I mean, I mean, like, I'm not trying to oversimplify it. No, I think it's, I do think it's, um, and I've seen this a lot with Japanese cinema. People are like, well, the acting's this and this, this, and this. I'm like, well, they're not acting Western, if that's what you mean. But like, that's, that's how Japanese people act. So, I mean, as far as I know, you know, they could be acting like people, but they don't act like us because why would they? They're, they're a totally different culture. A really good point. And so I think a lot of people is Japanese is, I always say Japanese like feels like, even though it's not true, but it feels like it was a first world society that formed in a vacuum, just completely separated from the West. Yeah. Like South Korea, you watch their movies and you can feel the Western influence. Then again, we've had people stationed in fucking South Korea for as long as it's been a thing where Japan has been uh, existing separate from our influence for so long. And that's why, like you and I have discussed, South Korea makes fantastic movies to our sensibilities. Yeah, like amazing. Like like it's the easiest thing if you're going to recommend Asian cinema, South Korea, to someone who's never seen it. 100%. it doesn't shock me. That's the first Academy Award winning film, foreign film is, is a South Korean film. Like it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. hundred um, percent. But no, I think this guy was just like, he, his brain didn't know how to wrap it around it because it was so bizarre. And it is, it's ultra violent. Like it make, it would make Quentin Tarantino blush the amount of violence. I, I got to check it out. I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to, I, I have been kind of slowly working my way through better call Saul, which I like a lot. Um, it's very slow. I think I've been telling you I've been watching better call Saul for yeah. months. So it's a slow watch. You know, we keep going away and then coming back to it. But um, dude, I was watching this show called magic for humans on Netflix. I love magic for humans. Okay. You've seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen the newest season that just came out, but all the others. So I can't, articulate this in a way that I understand what happened, but he went and saw three young hip influence marketers. Did you see that one? Mm -mm. 
So he goes and he talks to these marketing people and the premise is he's going to get consultation to learn how to be a good influencer. And so he's showing these three professionals, young professionals, uh, hey, this is my Instagram feed. What do you think about it? And they're like, you know, it's not really that good. I don't like the filter. Seems like you're trying too hard. He's like, well, do you have any pointers? Well, yeah, the most important thing you can do is be an individual. Don't seem like you're trying hard. Be creative. Think outside the box. As he's going through these pictures and showing it to them, they're acknowledging certain things about it. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. I've set up this uh, set. There's five different rooms in it. Each room has its own theme. There's props within each of them. I'm going to give you guys five minutes and come back and show me what you shot so that you guys can help me to understand what it means to be a successful influencer. They go, they take all their pictures, they come back. And he's like, all right, um, how many of you took your, your pictures in room A? Nope. Ha, ha, ha. How many of you took your pictures in room C? Nope, nobody. How many of you guys took your pictures in room B? All three of them. Raise their hand. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, so um, what kind of props did you use in the room? I bet, I bet you guys sat on the watermelon swing. Oh my God, all three of them sat on the fucking watermelon swing. And he's like, and I'm pretty sure that you all use the ice tray and put it over your faces. Dude, all three of these influencers totally separate from each other had taken a picture in the same room on a watermelon swing with a fucking ice tray stuck over their face. How random is that? That's what, have you ever watched a Darren Brown stuff? Uh-uh. Dude, Darren Brown's awesome. Um, so I think he has a couple of Netflix specials, but he also has, um, he has YouTube stuff and he has, his last one was about like putting essentially like, suggestive thought like he would say things numerous times while talking to him this this and this while while he's giving their thing and he would show like this is how you do that that's and it's actually all, what it was yeah just suggestive thought while they talk and they just do it so apparently something that he showed them in those images primed them subconsciously to go and all do the exact same thing. And he's like, you know, I, I went in there under the premise that I wanted to learn, but really I was there to fucking teach them that like this, the, it's, it's so formulaic dude. And people put a lot of stock into like creativity, but then why is every fucking influencer on social media doing the exact same thing? You know? So Darren Brown, you have to watch the push and sacrifice. Okay. S so the push is where, and the miracle is the moment it's more like a stand-up special, like uh -huh. where he shows them, but the push and sacrifice um, is where it's like hitting cameras on the push. He's going to see if he can make someone push someone off the top of a building like wow. a person who would never do anything. And then the sacrifice is to see if he can get someone to jump in front of a bullet for someone, for a stranger. Really? And it's fascinating. And then he has one on YouTube that I watched, which was like a zombie apocalypse where he, dude, it's crazy. Like the hidden camera show where they literally have this dude, they set him up. He's on this bus. Explosions start going off. They have a fake radio broadcast. What? And then he wakes up inside a room and he thinks it's a zombie apocalypse. And it's really fascinating stuff he does. I love those kind of like social experiencing that kind of reveal like the human thought process and <clears throat> how much conditioning will actually affect the outcome of stuff. Dude, you will love this then. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm definitely going to check that out. There was another one. Um, 
that was called a hundred humans. I think I might've brought that up to you as well. That's just a bunch of social experiments. Um, and one kind of like Mythbusters, the shitty version is what a hundred humans reminds me of. Oh, oh, so you've seen it. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. So you saw the ones, this is one of the most telling ones. I mean, there was a lot of interesting ones, but the one that fucked me up was when they had the black person and the person jump out from behind the thing, either brandishing a phone or a, a gun. And it was almost like, everybody regardless of their gender regardless of their age regardless of their race they perceived the black male as being the threat over and over again the thing that blew me away that i think was eye-opening is yeah even the black people yeah shot the black male yeah it's crazy and you never would the narrative is that it wouldn't be like that but there's such ingrained social conditioning in us that everybody thinks that well, I mean, think about the representation of, of black, specifically male. I think black women are starting to have a turn on their representation of media. You see a lot of like young black professional women, young black, you're starting to see love interests, like whether it's interracial or whatever, yep. black women now. The vast majority of black men in media and partially is, is society, partially is self-inflicted because of hip hop, yeah. you know, which is, is the biggest exposure. They're gangsters. And unfortunately, I think all of us would like to say, well, that's not me, especially me. I'm married to a black woman. Like, that's not me. I don't see black people in that way. I mean, if we have a son, I will have a black man as my child. Yeah. And, but I think you can only resist so much media suggestion before on a subconscious level, you do let it influence you. Yeah, subconscious. I think that's the, the, the very telling part of it. It's not like people make the decision to be shitty like that. That's not the idea at all. It's a byproduct of, of generations of the portrayal of black people in, in the media and, and in entertainment as well, like you said, about, about uh, music and fuck, even like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson was an uncredited thug in his first 20 roles or whatever. But yeah, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like kind of stuff bubbling below the surface right now. I haven't talked to you since, um, I couldn't tell you what his name is right now, but the unarmed black guy that just now got shot and Ahmad bear, Ahmad something. Yeah. And that kind of feels like it's taken us back to one of our first discussions, you know, I think that was our first episode was, um, Bohem, Bohem, yeah, Bohem, John, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up, dude. Well, and then I hate again yeah, my rant on conservatives. I've seen, I'm seeing like the people who I do respect, like Ben Shapiro is like, hey, this guy was murdered. You know what I mean? This, there's no excuse you can bring forward. But now you're seeing people come out who are like, well, here for people who are listening, if they're not familiar, a guy was running, jogging, a black man in a neighborhood. Two white men, one of which is a retired police officer and his son, saw him and say, hey, that looks like the guy who's been breaking in. So they took it upon themselves to chase him down in a pickup truck with a shotgun, tell him to stop. They came out with a shotgun. And what I think is completely justifiable when someone walks up to you with a shotgun telling you to stop and chases you down a truck, the man, the black man, fights back. Fights for you know? fucking life, essentially. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's totally normal. Someone runs up on you with a shotgun, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's, and they, they shoot him, whether it was intentionally or in the scuffle. And then the people came in, they were like, well, he did go into a, a house that was being built before. 
Who hasn't done that? I've done it. Oh, dude. And if you're white, it's totally fine. You're just going in and looking at the blueprint or whatever. And the contractor said, like, this guy didn't steal anything. We haven't had any reports. Nothing's fucking missing. And the, the people who said the string of robberies, that father and son, they had a handgun stolen out of their vehicle a couple of weeks prior to that. And they just assumed, I'm sure, that, that it was him. Who, who knows if it was or not. If it was... If it was, and I'm not even implying that it might have been, if it was, it doesn't fucking matter. He did not deserve to die for it, you know? Well, and that's my thing is, like, I, I saw, like, I saw on, actually, on, on one of the last political v- things I watched is Ben Shapiro was talking about how th- you, more videos came out. It's like, it looks like he's been here numerous times. And Ben Shapiro was like, so what? Yeah. You know, like. I have done it so many times. He's like, as a Jewish man, it's complete. I'm not a threat. It's completely okay. And he was like, for that. Oh yeah. Like that. He's the last like conservative who I'm like, which is funny because my far right friends hate Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah. Cause he goes on against Trump all the time. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, at least he stuck to his principles, you know? And he's like, it doesn't freaking matter. But the comments, Oh, he was a thug. What was he doing in there? And, And I'm like, that is so disingenuous and like it, it like sickened me to read like this dude went into a, a house to see a house built yeah. and yeah he might have went a couple of times because maybe while he's jogging past it he goes in to kind of just finds it interesting to see every time and he's dead for that as a kid we would like and we we still weren't vandalizing or anything we just go up in them in yeah. construction sites and just like roam around and fucking sometimes hang out in there, but we never were like vandalizing. And I'd imagine if a contractor came in, they would have been like, fuck off, but they would have never perceived us as a threat. It's dude. It's sad. Like I saw the video and it made me sick. Like I can't watch them. And then I saw, and then I saw the conservative reaction, which was may all mainstream conservatives initially were like, this is disgusting. And then you saw the fringe start to bubble up and with the videos, more videos coming out. And I was just like, so what? Even if he did rob, even if he did vandalize, call the cops. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're there for. You can't go lynching motherfuckers. You can't go rob justice KKK on a motherfucker. Dude, I was like, yeah, it's sickening. Made me sick to my stomach. Georgia, for those of you guys that don't know, fucking Georgia. Is that that where it was? I think it was. Or the Alabama. I think it was Georgia. It could have okay. very easily been Alabama. So uh, I wanted to ask you also, man, what's the, uh, what's the temperature in Colorado? Not, not weather temperature, but how's everybody coping with the late phase of the quarantine? Is everything still shut down? What's going on? So we're in like a soft open. Um, okay. We're pretty much, so we're the same exact thing that Georgia and uh, all the other Alabama are doing. Florida? We're not, I think, quite as open as Florida. Okay, okay. You know, but we're in like the same stage that all the, essentially all the Republicans are at. And so funny, speaking of politics, our government gets a complete pass because we're a blue state. So the media completely skips over the fact that, that Denver and Colorado is doing the exact same reopening that these conservative states are to the T, the same. But it's so funny. Every list you'll hear where they're ranting about these states opening, they conveniently leave Denver off because it doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. 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 It contradicts what they, what they want you to believe. And I I think that's interesting today. 
Florida opened up to 50% occupancy at restaurants. It was 25 last week and maybe the week before. We're at 50% occupancy now. Um, beaches are back open. You can finally go to the barber shop and get your hair cut, which I still hadn't fucking been to do, but I plan on it soon. And uh, it, it feels like, honestly, in Florida, things are getting back to normal. I put some money in... I, I'm going to say this. It sounds like something. It's not. I put some money into the stock market at the beginning of this. I've made over 20% in the past month, dude. It's just like fucking, it's, it's That's what I should have done. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not, I didn't buy into cryptocurrency. I don't have any fucking thousand dollar shares and anything. I didn't buy a hundred shares of any of the kind of lower end uh, the stocks that I've been buying into, but I just kind of wanted to test my intuition out. And I figured this was a great time to do it. And I, I was talking to a friend the other day who uh, her brother-in-law is like an economist and he put $30,000 into the stock market and lost it within a matter of weeks. And really? I'm like, Dude, what the fuck? I use Robinhood. It tells me what to buy and what not to buy. And it's working great, you know? That's what I need to do. My first thing this year is I'm going to pay off my, um, uh, I want to pay off my, debt this year and the next year's house that's my first thing and then after that invest you've been looking at houses yeah man it's just i don't want to spend four fifty five hundred thousand but i'm gonna to have to in denver dude those are some beautiful houses you sent me but like how insane is that dude those were all like 1.8 mil and stuff that's my neighborhood which is crazy because then there's houses like mine i live in a basement unit it's nothing i mean my house isn't nice but it's not my house. It's, you know, I rent the basement. It's, but it's like a normal house, you know, and even this, we were looking, if this were to sell today, it'd be like 700 thou. And it's just a totally normal house. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's... Uh, so Victoria got us some bikes a couple of weeks ago. We've been going out and bike riding. That's been nice. It's not super hot and muggy in Florida yet, but it's, it's definitely getting warm. So we've been doing that. I guess the gyms open back up today as well so my buddy steven's hitting me up like you need to come to the gym with me um how's that been going are you staying active are you eating good? No, i'm getting so fat yeah, me too <laughs> Dude, it's, it's bad bro like because all i do especially me like i like i said i'm i'm more quarantined than most people i know are I'm like i'm taking it i don't do anything i work here i go outside and have walks i haven't been to a store since the beginning of this if there's grocery shopping going my wife goes if we don't order because first of all she's already dealing with coronavirus daily but she's in her health than me she's thin she's you know never has she doesn't have any underlying health conditions yeah so it makes more sense for her as much as i feel like a prick letting her go you know as the husband but it literally makes more sense and it makes more situation. sense situation yeah 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 so i'm i was telling her today i'm losing well, as i was telling you too when i text you earlier i'm losing my mind like <laughs> she doesn't get it because she's a homebody she could sit home every day and be happy same like i'm not makes drives me fucking crazy dude i can't believe you haven't been out and i mean i'm, I'm sure nine weeks and once or twice but yeah nine weeks holy crap I was just now at CVS, dude, and I, I still wear my mask inside, but I find it very funny that statistically men are way less likely to wear masks because they think it makes them look like bitches. And as a byproduct of that, way more dudes are dying from fucking coronavirus. They're like, I'm not going to get it. Good luck with that, dude. Dude, it's, 
Yeah, it cracks me up. And here's the thing is too, like wearing a mask probably isn't going to protect you very much, no. but it's going to protect all other people. Like that's the point. Like don't be a dick. That's my thing. Yeah, it's so easy, man. It's so easy. And it, you know, when I used to look at pictures of like South Korea, China, places where people like wear masks, Japan is another place. You know, a lot of times I think it's from smog and, and carbon monoxide, whatever the thing is. I also think it happens to be people trying to protect themselves from germs and stuff, but I always looked at it as being a weird, very specifically Eastern thing. And now it's a practice that's being, uh, you know, implemented all over the world. It's craziest thing the world we're in, man. I never thought we'd be at a point right now where we're walking around wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. Did Fucking you watch insane. the pandemic? No. They pulled it before I had a chance to watch it. I don't even know the cliff notes on it, uh, but the fact that they pulled it is like, man, I wanted to see what these crazy motherfuckers were talking about. What is it? It's called the Plandemic? Plandemic, and it sounds like it, what I think it is is that the whole thing was manufactured by the... Uh, it's all conspiracy theories about, okay, let's see. Seven traits of the pandemic: Contradictory, overriding suspicion, nefarious intent, something must be wrong, persecuted victims. Immune, okay, let's see. Let's break that down. Contradictory belief. Conspiracy theorists are so committed to disbelieving an official account, it doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter if their belief system is internally contradictory. The pandemic video advances two false origin stories of the coronavirus. It argues that SARS-CoV-2 came from a lab in Wuhan, but also argues that everybody already has the coronavirus from previous vaccinations and wearing masks activate it. Uh, believing both causes mutual inconsistency. Before we get too far into this, obviously, whoever wrote this has a bias. We can't really speak to all of that, but... Um, what, what do you think about the um, – I heard that it wasn't originated in the wet market, that they have proven that. So if it didn't come from a lab and it didn't come from a wet market, where the – we just don't know where it came from? I'm hearing more credible stuff coming out now that it possibly could be from a lab. That's what I thought. Like, like, cause like at first when I was hearing that, I was like, no, this is from a wet market. Now you're seeing more and more credible stuff, but we still don't know. I've heard who I was listening to someone who they said that it could be from the market, but it wasn't like, not excuse me from a lab, but it wasn't like intentionally released. They were just working on it sure. and it got out. Um, overriding suspicion. Number two, conspiracy theorists are overwhelmingly suspicious towards the official account. That means any scientific evidence that doesn't fit into the conspiracy theory must be faked. But if you think the scientific data is faked, that leads us down the rabbit hole of believing that any scientific organizations publishing or endorsing research consistent with the official account must be in on the conspiracy. For COVID-19, this includes the uh, World Health Organization, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the FDA, um, Anthony Fauci, basically any group or person that actually knows anything about science must be part of the conspiracy. That's that's the reason right there that I um, kind of, like I said, keep going back to where I was like, fuck the ride. I don't want to be part of them anymore is the amount of people I come who are like, the numbers are fake. I'm like, no, there's 90,000 people dead in America. Yeah, like, that's real. Honestly, we probably have more that we don't know who who died from it. So I have a friend um, and she kept 
she wants to talk about anecdotal evidence. Um, I haven't talked to anybody that's had coronavirus. Has anybody on your friends list had coronavirus? I'm like, no. Hasn't? Well, nobody on my friends list has had coronavirus. I'm like, well, nobody on my friends list has ever had malaria either, but it doesn't mean it's not fucking real. None of my friends have ever been to space before, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing. You know what I mean? It's like you can't base it on what you know. Yeah, it's like none of my friends are millionaires, so there's no millionaires. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I can say, you can now say, um, I know a couple of different people, a couple of my wife's coworkers who've had it. Um, I know my friend's aunt just passed away from it, who she was 60 years old. Shit. Um, I know, I mean, I won't say it because of patient confidentiality, but there's definitely patients that have passed from it, you know? Like it is a, and that's why I think I get so offended when people are like it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal until it's your f- mom that dies. It's your friend. It's your spouse. It's then it's a big deal. There's you know? um there's this bicycling accident ad. It's like a PSA that comes on in Florida, and they're like 800 bicyclists are killed by motorists every year in Florida. What do you think would be a more acceptable number? And the guy says, I don't know, like 50. And then the other person's like, this is what 50 people looks like. And they bring out all of his friends and family. And he's like, that's my friends and family. Now, how many people do you think it's acceptable to die in these kind of accident every year? Zero. Yeah. Because if it affects you, it profoundly affects you. And if it doesn't, you don't give a fuck about people. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Well, I've even kind of, when I was bringing up the, uh, when I was having a conversation with one of my friends about, he was saying the economy doesn't matter that we just need to worry about life. And I was saying, well, you know, Hey, cause the economy, we're now talking 130 million people possibly dying from starvation. And I got super offended because he's like, yeah, well, but that's like other countries, like foreign countries and this, this, and this. And I'm like, hey. and this is a very liberal guy, you know? So like, um, he was like, yeah, that's, I'm like, that's third world countries. It won't happen here. Okay. Like they're still human beings. I'm guilty of that as well. Are you? Well, not, not intentionally, but you raise a very valid point. My thing is poverty has never been written as a cause of death by an autopsy in America. Um, It's the fallout of poverty in other countries where you get, uh, you don't have access to good medicine and all of those kind of things. What you just said, though, is is the truth. Is that is that it's still human life, no matter where it is. But I don't see that the American economy collapsing is going to be the thing that causes the death from poverty in other countries. I think it 100 percent will. I think the because I think it may be old school economies before world economies. It wouldn't have as big of effect. That ship sailed. We don't have an American economy anymore. We're the leaders of the world economy. Yeah, it's a very valid point. All right. uh, So I think this is very valid, the overriding suspicion thing. And I also, anecdotally, I have a bunch of friends that are like very hippie-ish. They're pot smokers. They're very into, uh, you know, going to see music festivals and all that. And I'm surprised at how many of them have really latched on to the conspiratorial side of it. But I don't fault them for it because there are so many things that happen that don't happen in a vacuum at any given time that if you want to start to connect dots, then you can lead yourself down a crazy rabbit hole. Now, does that mean that it's true or right? No, I'm not saying that at all, but I do understand why people would 
question it because our government has done some real fucked up stuff in the past, you know? I understand questioning. In fact, I think we should question everything. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not one of these people who say to just listen to the government. I think when there's overwhelmingly ev- amount of evidence from not just government, science experts, news, what's it called? Like it's just too much evidence to me to deny. 100%. Like 90,000 dead is, it's a real number, you know? Yeah, 100%. So number three, nefarious attempt, uh, intent, excuse me. In a conspiracy theory, the conspirators are assumed to have evil motives. In the case of the pandemic, there's no limit to the nefarious intent. These videos suggest scientists, including Fauci, engineered the COVID pandemic, a plot which involves killing hundreds of thousands of people so far for potentially billions of dollars in profit. Any chance that there's a New World Order that has decided that for the greater good that certain people in society can die. There's a chance always, because I'll never say there's zero chance. I think it's extremely, extremely low. Would you say, and this is just all fucking conjecture for the sake of conversation. Would you say there's a 10% chance? Would you say I think there's, there's a 0.0001% chance? Okay. Um, conviction something's wrong this is number four conspiracy theorists may occasionally abandon specific ideas when they become untenable but those revisions tend not to change their overall conclusion that's quote-unquote something must be wrong and that the official account is based on deception so this is the idea that um even if some of their facts don't line up it doesn't matter because they would rather believe that there's some sort of global conspiracy going on I can't, yeah, I can't get over the amount of conspiracy theories with this. Yeah. Now, different little on tangent. Another thing that, that's been bothering me too is this is another thing that I, I do think is a little bit of media spin is this notion that America is like, like one of the worst handling countries of this right now. You know? You don't buy that. I, I buy it if you look at overall numbers. Like I, I have friends who are like, man, look at Germany's numbers compared to ours. I'm like, look at Germany's population compared okay, to ours. Point. Per capita, so here's the thing. Here's the breakdown of it. Overall cases were high. Per capita, we're about the center of the bunch. If we take out New York, we're actually at the bottom. So we have one hot spot. The rest of our country is doing pretty damn good. But I don't think we should take that out. It's, it's a major city. It's our big, biggest city. So we absolutely should add it. We're middle of the pack. We're doing okay. You know? Uh-huh. I in, the grand, in the grand scheme of things. You know? It still sucks. It's still 90,000 people dead. But we've done a better job than a lot of other countries have. Um, persecuted victim at number five, conspiracy theorists think of themselves as the victims of organized persecution. All right. Uh, on that note, do you feel like that in itself typically, man, I, this is a tricky one. And I don't, I think it kind of crosses the political spectrum, whether you're a liberal or a conservative. I think there's a lot of people out there that believe that they're victims of organized persecution, whether it be uh, gentrification, segregation, fucking uh, just trying to keep the lower class poor and, and keep wealth um, within the, uh, the, the people that have wealth and power want to hold on to that. Do you believe, is there any part of you that believes that society is, um, being pushed down for the corona or just in general just in general I, I mean i think there's definitely people who um no actually i don't you know how i said that i feel like 
liberals don't really have any conspiracy theories, you actually just kind of hit something. I think they do. I think they're just mainstream. So they're seen as fact now. Um, sure. You know what I mean? The whole identity politics is, is there is some fact to it, but here's the sad truth of the world. No one gives a fuck about you. They're not going to help you, but they're not also going to stop you. They don't give a flying fuck about you. That's the fact. You know, there's no evil hand. That being said, now we say this. Um, let's look at, we'll take, I don't know, gen, we'll take race since it's an easy thing to say. I think you would have to be in denial to say that there are not things like we just talked about, like we see black males as predators because of media. I, I think you'd have to be in denial to see that. So therefore making it harder for, for men to get jobs. Do I think it's a group of white people sitting around a table, you know, cackling saying, Hey, let's pump more out rap music to keep the black man down. No, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing I can find that was conspiratorial as far as like, race thing is Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was created to kill black people. It's very well documented. Mm. Margaret Sanger went to black, said we need to get black preachers, black this, you know, to prevent black people from growing in society. That's crazy conspiracy territorial, but that was like one person, you know, who really started this movement. But besides that, I, I just don't see a ton of evidence of it. I think it's there. I just don't think there's a group of people pushing it. And there are societal limitations. Maybe it's a byproduct of what the actual intention is. Like, for example, on a very small and more local level, gentrification. When I say like wealthy developers, they come into a downtown urban area. They buy up all of the successful businesses. They price everything up because I think what they want to do is eliminate crime so that property value goes up. But what they're essentially doing is pushing blacks further outside of those areas. Um, So maybe it's a byproduct of what their actual intention is. And a lot of times it works. A lot of times it does reduce crime. A lot of times it does like clean up those areas. Mm -hmm. But in essence, somebody is going to end up with taking the short end of that stick. Well, there's a, there's a cause and effect for everything that we do, especially on a um, massive scale, you know, politically, stuff like that. And that's the thing that, again, bringing back to coronavirus talk is, is that when I have a hard problem with people saying this doesn't matter, economy doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, that is only important, is because there's cause and effect for everything, even good things. We will do good things. Um, like I know at one point in time I'd have to check my sources, but I remember reading something essentially about there were all these things, uh, these discrimination things to, for people who were handicapped, like in wheelchairs, like for their, their, uh, their, um, jobs, like you can't discriminate for this, this, and this. So great intention, Bill. I think it's something we all hear that and we go, yeah, you absolutely shouldn't do it. What was the result of it is people just stopped hiring handicapped people because they were a liability. So handicapped unemployment has gone through the roof because of it. Yeah, that actually is a very valid point. Um, number six here, and then there's one more after this, but number six is immunity to evidence. This is such a, a vague or kind of broad point. It's so hard to change a conspiracy theorist's mind because their theories themselves are self-sealing, even in the absence of evidence for a theory becomes evidence for the theory. So the reasons there's no proof for the conspiracy is because the conspirators did such a good job covering it up. I feel like that 
is the hardest thing about talking to conspiracy people because when you bring them evidence or the their lack of evidence it's part of the conspiracy yeah and that's a that back to the kind of fake news thing that's used on both sides is this mm-hmm. idea that like uh, what your evidence is permitting per, uh, presenting to me is coming from a virus uh, bias source or it's part of the cover up. So I can't trust you. I'm just going to trust my gut. And then by doing that, it's like we're taking the the we're taking away what makes people experts and what makes them specialists and just replacing it with our gut instinct. And again, back to my earlier statement, people aren't all the brightest in the world. So are you going to trust yourself and your gut over a dozen fucking people that have dedicated their lives to learning about viruses and, and pandemics and all of that? Well, that was part of the reason I got, you know, I was on Facebook for like two weeks. If that, uh-huh. you know, part of the reason I got back off is I'm like, all these people tell me not to listen to, you know, experts. And it's like, Oh, but you fucking got a D in science in high school. You're, you're the go-to expert. And I should listen to you. Yes. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Well said. That's something that's been driving me crazy as well. All right. Number seven, reinterpreting randomness, conspiracy theorists see patterns everywhere. They're all about connecting the dots. Random events are reinterpreted as being caused by the conspiracy and woven into broader interconnected pattern. Any connections are imbued with sinister meaning. For example, the pandemic video suggestively points to the U.S. National Institutes of Health funding that has gone to the Wuhan Institution of Virology in China. This is despite the fact that the lab is just one of many international collaborators on a project sought to examine the risk of future viruses emerging from the wildlife it makes sense so this is i mean you hear me uh, say this all the time on this freaking thing correlation is not causation yes Uh, that is the biggest fucking thing that i see even we'll take a story we covered a long time ago the face swap app you know when people were like well these servers are in russia and this and it's a russian company and they're sending it to servers they're amazon servers there's so many companies that use these servers it's a good point you know yeah, hundred percent, man. It, it's interesting though because all right. So taking all of that information into account, when somebody, let's just say back in the nineteen sixties, somebody said, you know, the American government is training missiles on Florida so that they can start a false flag war. If we can kill a thousand, two thousand Americans on a Florida uh, Air Force base then that will justify our means to go to war with Cuba and to throw, overthrow this communist uh, quote-unquote dictatorship, a leader that we didn't like in power. Um, if I were to come out and say that, wouldn't that just make me one of these conspiracy theory nuts? Has that been proven? Is that one of those things? Oh, dude. Because that's a, like a blind spot of mine, to be completely honest. Like... I've never, that's what, Bay of Pigs? Is that what that is? It, it's a result of the Bay of Pigs. A result of the, okay, yeah, that's like a historical blind spot for me. Um, so there were official documents. Operation Northwoods is what it's called. Um, now, I know that uh, 
Wikipedia is not the end all be all of accurate information. So I'm not going to say that I know this hundred percent, but there's actually a scanned unclassified copy of the memorandum for the secretary of defense, where it said the joint chiefs of staff have considered the attached memorandum for the chief of operations Cuba project, which uh, responds to the request of that office for the brief, but provide uh, precise description of pretext, which would provide justification for the U S military intervention in Cuba. Uh, they recommend the purpose of the memorandum uh, for it as a preliminary submission suitable for the planning purposes. It's assumed that there will be a similar submit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the document's super fucking big. But basically it says um, a proposed false flag operation against the Cuban government that originated within the uh, DOD and the Joint Chiefs of Staffs and the U.S. government in 1962. The proposals called for CIA and other U.S. government operatives to uh, both stage and actually commit acts of terrorism against American military and civilian targets blaming them on the cuban government and using it as a way to justify the war against cuba i mean it goes on and on we don't have to get into the super fucking deep depths of it but um uh uh what's his name uh, jfk came out after this he said fuck no and then he came out after this during one of his like big presidential speeches and talked about the shadow government and talked about all of these nefarious powers that were going on behind the scenes that were totally flying in the face of democracy and the motherfucker ended up with a bullet in his head dude like almost um, you know like a month yeah. afterwards it's insane dude well and that's like even when like the fake news thing as much as I hate that sometimes, I do understand like another conspiracy theory that turned out to be true was um, I think it was in the 50s where the CIA, what was it, Operation Mockingbird? Mockingbird? I'm not where the, familiar. So I think it was during the Cold War. I think that's what it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was Paperclip. But they, um, they went to top journalists and literally the government worked with top journalists to spread fake news to people you know and like that's and went on for like decades like this was like a thing that went on for years and years and years top journalists peddling fake news from the government propaganda you're percent right and i've never seen that before but an alleged large-scale program of the u.s central intelligence agency that began in the early years of the cold war and attempted to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes so okay my point, and I'm not saying yes or no to any of this stuff, but when there is a precedent that has been set in the past, are these motherfuckers really crazy to suspect that maybe the government's fucking around on us? You know what I mean? I think it's understandable, but I bet you if we took a tally of all conspiracy theories and how many of them turned out to be true, I would say the vast, vast majority of them are fake. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there's what probably millions of conspiracy theories, and we can find like 10, 5 that are true. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. You can name them on one hand, but it is just kind of. And then there's the Guatemala thing with the bananas that happen, where we like we conveniently go and overthrow governments. We label them as communists, socialists, fucking dictators, whatever the thing is, and it's like we don't always replace them with better people. But what's interesting is. I've never identified myself as a conservative, but now there's all of these um, think pieces that are being written by, by liberals and, and progressives that are basically just like, be loyal to your government, be loyal to your government, trust your government, believe everything your government says. And it's like, I personally, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what cracks me up about those is 
they will write that thing about believing your government and then in the same breath be like and trump's hitler and you're like yes trump's Trump's the government choose one and on the same tone of that is like uh you know a lot of times uh republicans are about smaller government however when it comes to the military or the police they fucking love the military and the police so and and guess who doesn't liberals and democrats who want huge government but it just depends on what government they want you know it's it's very selective thinking well and that's why i think i have a problem because i am one of those people i'm very pro-military very pro-police because i think there is a place for the federal government for national security i mean that's that's one of the few things that i think the federal government needs to be involved in infrastructure national security to me the republican stance right now this is a national security thing like right now it blows my mind that th- that this is the one thing that because I, I think yeah i think you can absolutely be pro pro um military pro cops without being pro i don't know welfare or whatever it might be you know yeah. i think those those things ideologically you can you can say hey it's for national security you can't be pro national security but only against people and missiles like it doesn't make any sense that's a very that's very valid um okay um do you think that people who believe that you can all everybody in america can pick themselves up off their bootstraps and don't need government assistance because they themselves have done it do you think that's coming from a position of privilege or do you really believe that anybody can overcome adversity and and be a contributing member of society just like anybody else i i think anybody can i think it's harder for some people um I, w- I wouldn't deny that. I tend to be the more pull yourself up by your bootstraps because I feel like enabling and coddling people is, is not necessarily sometimes the best way. I agree with that too. You know, like if you have a like drug addict, I'm oh, sorry, I was say, if you have a drug addict, you know, like giving them small amounts to drugs so they don't get too high is, is not like the proper answer. I, yeah, I 100% agree. And there are places that are doing that right now as we speak, you know, where they're like, we'll take you into this hotel and, and let you do drugs so that you're not, you know, and, and I can, you know, it's just the thing is like, maybe there is a start line and a finish line for everybody. I just don't know that the distance is the same for everybody. I think you nailed it. I know the distance is hundred percent not the same. Me and my wife are having this conversation because we said our daughter is going to have a much better shot than we did. You know, like she, so the amount of money that me and my wife make is actually exponentially a growth. We're still not rich, but we both came from literally nothing. My wife was, came from a third world country, not from a rich part of it. Like she wasn't well off. You know, my wife is a third world or I came from a place that my wife said looked worse than her hometown. Like yeah. it's, it's like, if you ever pull up pictures, I, I should send you pictures of my hometown. You go, holy crap. Like houses made out of pallets, no running water. That's where oh, I grew up. Good, dude. Damn. Yeah. And the reason me and my wife have made it farther is because we do have that conservative pull yourself up for your bootstraps attitude. We didn't look to anybody. We looked to ourselves. We went to college. We did all these things. We worked our asses off and now we make okay money. You know, we're not great. We don't own a home, but we're looking, you know, we're looking at buying a house, $400,000. We're not poor. Yeah. You know, right. like, right. And that being said, our daughter who's going to grow up in that environment, maybe we'll be able to put fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 aside for my daughter to go to college and she won't have the 
crippling amount of college debt that we have right now, yeah. you know? So it, yeah. Is it not a fair game? hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, I think you actually subbed it up right. There's, there's a star point and end point. The distance is just farther. And I think that's hundred percent right. Yeah. It's really interesting times, man. I, I, I tend to believe, okay, so here's another weird conspiracy. Dude, I'm not worried about, uh, there's no chance of us getting demonetized when we're not fucking monetized in the first place. Um, but there might be a chance that they just straight up pull this video off the internet. Because we're talking about conspiracies. Yeah. 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 Right. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it won't. I don't know if it's the algorithm or what, but, um, what is there a possibility that this whole thing no of course there's a possibility like what do you think about the idea that by giving out these stimulus packages and um keeping people out of the workforce for so long that what some people could potentially be trying to do is just destroy the middle class, find the people who are bottom feeders and will take their uh, universal base income of $1,200 a month and try to live off of that. And that's going to allow the wealthy to become more wealthy while the poor don't even want to work anymore because they're getting just enough money to get by versus how many people are going to take that extra $1,200 and really try to move ahead with it, you know? I do think there's some, I don't even think it's conspiracy theory. I do think there are people on particularly the left who are, are celebrating the economy crashing right now. And I mean, there's been law, like democratic lawmakers who said, this is our chance to, and I'm like quoting fundamentally change our country right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, I don't think they, they didn't create the virus and do that, but they're using an opportunity to get some agenda driven stuff through. I don't even think that's necessarily like conspiratorial just because they've been caught on hot mics talking about it, mm. you know? Yeah. So, um, but I don't think it's as nefarious as keeping the poor poor. I think if anything, it's if if people right now are excited about crashing the economy, it's more hey, Trump's going to look bad. We'll get Trump out of office. That's a much more logical reason why they're doing it. Or it is well, hey, let's get more people on the government dollar because then that's more people voting for our base. I think that's more the end game than keeping poor poor. The richer getting richer. It's an interesting time. So I kind of do, you know, and, and this is a kind of, I believe a fundamental difference between us. We don't have to agree on it, but I do feel like the um, economy needs a major overhaul. I pay, and you, you probably have a similar experience. I'm not real sure. Maybe you get insurance through employment, dude, but my premium just now went up to $445 a month. To, yeah, I'm sure mine's right. ridiculous too, you know? And that, that breaks my heart. It's like, I feel like I'm working just to stay alive. You know what I mean? It's like, if we could get some sort of healthcare system, I'm not asking for free healthcare. I don't know that I necessarily want it to all be just taken care of or whatever. But like, if I could spend $200 a month on some good health insurance, that sounds real fucking nice to me right about now. Well, and it's weird because like part of the reason I feel like our healthcare is so jacked up right now is because we're not really capitalist healthcare and we're not really socialist healthcare. We're in this weird amalgamation of both where you take out, take the example of um, LASIK eye surgery. LASIK eye surgery until recently, but still a lot of places don't cover that from insurance. So LASIK eye surgery year after year has gotten better and cheaper. Yeah, good point. And it's because it's, it's economy-based, it's capitalism, it's working, there's competitors, you know? And so that system, I think, would, I don't know if I'd want to go completely capitalist because I do think we need to save, you know? 
but I think completely socialized is, is scary too. I don't know what the answer is, but I don't know. I just one of those people, me and my wife said, um, we were talking about it. We were walking through our neighborhood. And like I said, there's million dollar homes in our neighborhood that we cannot afford. We said, there's two types of people who look at these houses. There's people who look at me and my wife and we'll walk through here and we we'll go, damn, we need to figure it out and work a lot harder so we can get these houses. And there's people who walk through here and go, fuck, what are these people, do, rich people doing? They're stealing from us. I just tend to be the person, my premiums go up. I go, fuck, I need to make more money. My, this, okay, God, I've got to work more time. Like, that's just my mindset is oh, just great. got to work more, got to do harder. Ah, dude, if I, fuck, I, I don't know. And I don't want to play the victim card. It's like, if I decided that I wanted to make 20 more thousand dollars a year today, what does that look like? Like, what do I need to start doing right fucking now to make that dream a reality? And maybe it comes back to poor decisions that I've made in the past. And I'm like comfortable admitting that because I can be introspective enough to say I could have done things a lot different. I could have gone to, you know, get my bachelor's degree at a big, nice university and maybe, maybe things would be better for me now. Or maybe I would have incurred a whole, whole lot more student debt and I would actually be in a more difficult situation. And it's, it's hard to say, you know? Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm one of those people I regret going to college. I always say it's one of my biggest mistakes ever. My job does not require it. I make a decent amount of money at my job but I have so much student debt because I went to a business school, you know? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I won't say that in front of my daughter cause I want my daughter to go to college, you know? Um, but like, it's one of my biggest regrets. It's interesting. And obviously we're not going to, going to come to a, a answer to all of this stuff today, but hopefully you guys that are, are listening and checking this out, it, it gives you something to think about. I'd like to hear people's perspective about it. I feel like you and I are coming at it from a much more human perspective as opposed to uh, the right's fucking up over here and the left's fucking up over here. It's just like trying to make sense of it, trying to take in the information on both sides of it and be like, what a value can we pull from these different people instead of looking at others as the enemy, whether it's fucking China or liberals or the SJWs or like whatever the fuck it is. Like, let's get past that because we are so much more than these, you know, tribal things that we use to define ourselves and use to uh, posture and say like, I'm better than you because I watch the different news than you watch. We all have access to the same bullshit. You know what I mean? I don't think it makes you smart, you know, to know a bunch, to watch that stuff. I don't feel like helps, you know. I was having this conversation with my wife about how it's so funny. Like all the people I know on the right will be like CNN's fake news, this, this, and this. And Fox News is the only real news. And all the people on the left, Fox News is fake news and CNN's, they're both lying to you. They're yep. both spinning things. Yep. And it's just about proving who's fucking right anymore. They have gotten so far, they have transgressed so far that it's just about undoing what each other do in fighting between these people that really don't, they'll never know the fucking struggles of regular people. They've been career politicians for decades. I guess that's why some people like Trump because he wasn't, you know? I, Trump was what to the right, what Bernie Sanders is to the left. Love him or hate him. He was uh, you know, throwing a wrench into the machine. That's what he was, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there's things I think I, I like about Trump. There's things I absolutely cannot stand about the man. You know, I think he's done some good. I think he's done a lot of bad. I think there's, you know, it just depends on, I think he's, here's the thing is, I always say this all the time. 
there was this thing and we did with with obama too this isn't new to trump trump obama there was obama derangement syndrome just much as there was trump derangement syndrome sure um i actually fell into it because i was listening to a lot of talk radio at the time and i was 19 or whatever and i thought it was gonna be the end of the world when obama got you know um and guess what we survived it he did some things right he did some things wrong he had a ton of drone strikes probably didn't really agree with that he did some things right you know yeah um same thing with trump i think we got to we got to stop viewing politicians and people specifically, not even to say politicians, but people from the lens of film. What I mean by that is we, in film, there is a protagonist and an antagonist. Very good. That isn't always true in life. Yep. Yeah. It's a very, very good point. And when we look at the, the other as the antagonist, it, it just gives us such a simple worldview and it, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know really. Uh, what, again, I don't, I don't think there's a solution to it, but I would be really, you know what? I, I, I say I'd like to hear what people's thoughts are. Either one of us is a cuck and the other is a social justice warrior or a fucking Antifa. Or, or one of us is Antifa, one of us is alt-right. It, yeah, it yeah. just depends because I don't know. I've been called both. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like alt-right and sometimes I'm an SJW and I'm like, okay, whatever. You must be doing something right because people can't just nicely put you into a box or a category. But, you know, I do, I've thought about it and I would actually love to hear from you guys because it sounds to me, and I can only speak for myself, I feel like I would like to continue to do content. I feel like us being kind of talking heads for for whatever outrage shit's going on in the world of politics is it, it does not only does it it's not it doesn't feel good for my soul. I would like to try to bridge the gap, but I also feel like we've had an opportunity to to get our that part of ourselves out there, and I feel like we're not divisive enough and we're not stubborn enough or we're not yelling at each other enough that most people when they watch it they don't know what to think about it so like how can we keep intact who we are what we do and pivot just enough to where you know maybe it'll be uh fun for for people to listen to what do you think about I, that i think we need to go back to weird news and stuff yeah because when we were doing that, we would just crack up and we need to do something that I, we both used to do is like prepare. You would send me the weird news stories. I'd send you the weird news stories because I would look at stuff and go, hey, I can crack a joke at this and then throw it in like I threw it off the top of my head. Total bullshit. But I'm like, that's funny. I'm going to say it. Yes, 100%. Well, I like that idea. I'm 100% on board with that idea. Um, we talked a little bit about the Elon Musk thing. Where are you at now as far as the name? Are you still... A did you fucking say you're a hundred percent sure that he was trolling? I'm a hundred and twenty percent sure he's trolling. Is it that they came out and said? What they? That he, he, uh, has he said if he's trolling yet? Let me see. Elon. I know him and Grimes pronounce the kid's name differently, so that that doesn't look good for my case because it seems <laughs> like they would have come to a consensus. Uh. It's not a, It's not legal in California because there's symbols and and letters in it. Which is really stupid that that's illegal. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Bro, I don't see anything still saying it's a troll. It's a troll. All right, well, we'll touch back on this here, uh, here in the next couple of weeks. All right, man. It was a pleasure catching up finally for the first time in like four years. We'll do it again for sure, um, even if we don't record it, man. But this, I think this was a good podcast. I think it was too, except for probably the first like hour we talked about fucking old rap beef. <laughs>
<laughs> Takashi six nine, and yeah, the the others probably. So before we go, how long is your hair on top? Is is it? Oh man, is your are you beating me? Oh, you are. Oh yeah, out of control, man. Fucking out of control. That damn cuck hair. <laughs> All right. On that note, go fuck yourself. I'll talk to you.